Well, today we are going to be returning for this final step, this final message on the step of taking grace to your world. We have been focusing all three of these weeks on essentially a single verse, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. When as Jesus is getting ready to, to go up into heaven and his disciples are saying, Jesus, are, are you about to tell people now? Are you going to bring in the kingdom now? And Jesus says, you don't, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons when I'm going to be doing this. <clears throat> but he does say, you will receive, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and at the farthest parts of the earth. We are made to be, as the church, as the body of Christ, witnesses of Jesus. So much of of what we are called to do within the church of using our spiritual gifts, of gathering in community, of spending time in Jesus. Many of these things we could be doing and we one day will be doing in heaven. We'll be doing it forever in a perfect world. So if we ask ourselves, why is it that we are still here on earth, that we did not trust in Jesus, and he say, great, you have eternal life, I'm taking you up to heaven right now. Why are we still here on earth in this world, in this broken world? The reason is because Jesus wants us to be his witnesses. He wants us to be his witnesses. And we spoke about what that had meant. What it means to be witnesses of Jesus We spoke last two weeks ago about being his witnesses in Jerusalem and how that points us to reaching out to those who are closest to us. Reaching out to the people that we know in our lives, our friends, our family, in our schools, and our community groups, at our work. We are called to reach out to and share the good news with them because there may be people that you know that you may be able to speak into their lives with the hope of the gospel in a way that no one else ever will be able to, not even a pastor. As much as some people love to say, hey, go talk to pastor, sometimes they will listen to you better. We're called to be his witnesses in Jerusalem. We are also called to be his witnesses in Judea and Samaria. Last week we spoke about what that means for us and how Jesus could have said Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. And his disciples, his Israelite disciples, Jewish disciples, would probably have thought just that meant all of the Jews all around the world because there were many spread all around. But by including an ethnic group that they were very much divided against, the Samaritans, and we talked about how last week, we saw how that meant that there is no one that we should not be reaching out to. We should reach out to every single person. 
We should be crossing boundaries, national boundaries, ethnic boundaries. We should be crossing religious boundaries and political boundaries to reach out not just to those who are close, but to those who are different than us. And today we are going to be speaking about this third step, about taking the grace of Jesus to the ends of the earth. You know, we pray about these different needs that there are around the world. We pray each month for a different nation, and we get to learn through, through the handouts that you have and through the videos that we see a little bit about the state of the church in these different areas that we may never have been to and we may never go to, but there are brothers and sisters of, in Christ in these places living real lives, and it is good for us to learn about them. But Jesus didn't just say we should go to nearby areas, other Christian areas. He says, I want you to go to the ends of the earth. Now, I don't know about you, but if, uh, if I were to take this globe, and I were to start right here in Michigan, I don't know about you, but if I go around in a circle, I'm probably never actually going to find an end to the earth. So what do you think it means to go to the ends of the earth? Anyone? If we live on a round planet and you can't actually circle, like, go to the end and there's no more earth. Yes? Yeah. Go to the farthest places. To go to the people who still don't know about him who are completely unaware that Jesus even is a name to know about, much less someone to trust in as Lord and Savior. Do you know that throughout the entire world, only about a third identify themselves as Christians? And actually only about 10%, one out of every 10 people living on this planet, probably actually are committed followers who know the gospel and are following hard after Jesus. It may be even less than that. Two-thirds of the world have not trusted in Jesus. Now, most of the Christians that there are live, though, not spread evenly throughout the world, but kind of concentrated in certain pockets of the world. There are many Christians in Europe and in North America, in non-Muslim parts of Africa. And actually, there's many in China. China has about a fifth of the world's population. But there's a large segment. And now, there are many people here that may not trust in Jesus. But guess what? The people who live just down the road who don't trust in Jesus... They are friends with people who trust in him. They have a church just down the road that they can hear any time, the Christian radio that they can listen to. They have Bibles that they can find in any bookstore that they go to. They can know about Jesus. When we speak about the ends of the earth, what I mean to talk about and what I hope to, to the vision I hope to, to drive into our, our minds today, into our hearts is that of all the non-Christians in the world, 60% of them live in distinct people groups with their own culture, their own language. 
that have no significant presence of the gospel. And in fact, one out of every four people living on this planet today have no Christians in them, no churches, no breakthrough of the gospel at all. There are 220 million people in 18, who speak 1,892 languages that don't even have any work that has been done to translate the Bible into their language. After 2,000 years of church history, a quarter of the world's people have never heard of Jesus. There is a need. There is a need for the word, the news of Jesus to be taken across the world. So, you're probably listening to me say this and say, well, that's great, Adam. Thanks for depressing me today. What in the world am I supposed to do about this from this church in Rock, Michigan? How am I supposed to be involved? What can I do to help take the news of Jesus to people who have never heard before? What are we supposed to do? I want to suggest four different ways that we can be involved in reaching the unreached across the world. First way is to learn. Learn about the state of the church across the world. Learn about what is going on. There are so many different resources that you can find, books that you can buy, videos that you can rent or buy, or... There's this wonderful thing called the Internet. Prayercast.com is really great. Voice of the Martyrs is really great. There are lots of different places where you can go and find resources to learn about the state of the church and what is going on across the world. You can learn by trying to research according to countries as we have through Prayercast or according to organizations and seeing what different organizations out there are trying to work to take the gospel across the world. You can learn by studying up on different specific religions about Buddhism, about animism, about Islam, about these people who are believing in something other than Jesus. And you can learn about these different things. This is the first thing that I think every single one of us should do. We should spend some time. You can't learn everything, but, but take a focus and say, I want to learn about this part of the ends of the earth. This is the first thing that we can do to be involved. First thing we can do is to learn. The second thing that we can do is to pray. Pray. Yes. Because here's the thing. When we pray, we're not actually just talking to a ceiling, right? Or talking to our belly buttons, depending on which way our faces are turned. 
When we pray, it is not just pretend. There is actually, in truth, a very real God who made this world, who came down to earth to die for this world, gave his life, offered eternal life to everyone who believed in him, and we trusted in him. We have his life in us. We have his Holy Spirit in us. And when we pray, he hears us. He says, I could do whatever I want, regardless of what you say. But time and time again through Scripture, we see that God has chosen to listen to you and to me when he is trying to learn about what it is that God wants, is going to choose to do. He chooses to listen to us. James chapter 5 tells us the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And if we want to see the ends of the earth reached, we need to pray. We need to learn. We need to pray. Third thing that we can do is we can send We can be involved in actively involved having a very tangible participation in the gospel going out apart from going ourselves. There are very real ways that we can do this. Because there are people that God is going to call, but he is not going to call every single one of us. I mean, that is just not true. It is not the case that that God calls some to be first-class Christians in a ministry and other people to be second-class Christians not in ministry. There is nothing like that. That is has no foundation in the Bible whatsoever. It is absolutely crucial for the church as a whole to go and for individuals to be able to go There need to be people who can send them, people who can come alongside and say, we're going to learn about what it is that you are doing. And we're going to find different ways to encourage and be there for and support you as you go. Not only that, there's ways to equip people in sending them. Back one more. We're still on send. There are ways that we can equip people and help them to go, to train them, schools and such. And we can be involved not just in the, the sending ourselves directly of a person, but also involved in training as well. I believe, is there another slide now? All right, we're going to go. Is there a video that is coming up? No? All right. Never mind. Fourth thing that we can do is we can go. This is not a call that God is going to place on every one of our lives. But woe to me if because God's not going to call everyone, if I do not speak of the call that God will place on the hearts and minds of some of us. The word needs to go out. People need to hear about Jesus. And Romans chapter 8 says, How will they believe, I'm paraphrasing, 
if they have not heard? How will they hear if someone doesn't tell them? And how will someone tell them if they don't go? How beautiful are the feet of those who spread the good news of Jesus. I don't know which heart I may be speaking to today. But there may be some of you that just have this burden on your soul. A breaking in your heart about people who don't know about Jesus. And you may be saying to yourself, maybe I need to go. I don't know who that is. What I do know is that I have friends who are involved in ministry all around the world, who I I have known through different organizations, village missions and otherwise, who when they tell me their story, they say, I was 20 years a police officer. I was 30 years a businessman. And then I felt God call me to go, and I went. And they say, I haven't looked back with regret a single time, even if it's hard. There may be some in this room that are called to go. Not everyone. But I would ask you, please, to pray. However God is calling you to be involved, every one of us ought to learn about what God is doing to the ends of the earth. Every one of us ought to pray that God would send workers into the field. The entire church should be involved in the mission of God of being witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and to the ends of the earth in sending people to go. And there will be some of you that God may call to go yourselves. That's all I have for today, I guess, for this message. How is God calling you to be a part of what He is doing in reaching the unreached? Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, the farthest parts of the earth. Let's pray about that as we close. Jesus, we thank you so much. We thank you for the gift that you have given us of your life. Jesus, you didn't just call us to go. Jesus, you listened to the Father when he told you to go, to cross those boundaries, to come to the farthest parts from heaven to, to me, to each and every one of us. You came to us. And Jesus, you want us to go as witnesses in whatever way it is. God, help us to listen to your call and to be involved with your work, however it is that you call us to. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.